Hello, friend. You're listening to episode three of the DQMH podcast. Today, we have the entire crew of DQMH Trusted Advisors, along with Delacour, of course, the creators of DQMH. In this episode, we're going to introduce you to each DQMH Trusted Advisor and hear their story about why they trust in DQMH and how they're applying it to solve problems for their customers. Today's episode is also a pretty impressive feat as our featured guests cover about five different countries and across 16 different hours of time zones. So to start with, we have Fabiola Delacueva. Fabiola is the founder and owner of Delacour. She wrote the latest book on LabVIEW. She's a LabVIEW champion and so many other accolades you could mention. Uh, She's, of course, the creator of DQMH. Fabiola, welcome. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now, before I introduce all the other guests, can you please let the listener know what a DQMH Trusted Advisor is? All right. So DQMH Trusted Advisors are have been audited by us to verify that they are applying the best uh, DQMH practices when they are using DQMH, that they understand the framework. And when they choose not to follow the best practices, that they have a good excuse for it, <laughs> a good reason. This is also something that we, we that we keep in mind is for us, the most important thing is that the customer is successful. So we chose the word trusted advisor because one of the things that everyone in this team would be able to say is whether it does make sense to use DQMH or if another architecture would be better. And within the confines of DQMH, which you know flavor like should i use a helper loop no helper loop all that stuff so uh but the main thing is we're not here to you push uh dqmh if you guys uh uh, know a customer that would be better served by actor framework i know that that you would uh recommend it so that's it perfect thank you so let's walk around the table here first up um hailing all the way from versberg is it Germany is Jörg Hampel from Hampel Software Engineering. Jörg's a LabVIEW champion. Uh, he's a member of the GDevCon team and DSH workshops. He's passionate about DQMH. I've often heard him refer to it as his hammer. Jörg, welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Jörg, can you give us uh, the, the Hampel Software Engineering elevator pitch? Yeah, I'd love to. So The color is purple, right? Personally, I'm very interested in working with people and looking into creating software in small teams. And that's what what we're trying to do with our company as well. So we work with our customers. We try to increase the quality of what they're doing, be it in terms of the software or the processes or time-saving, whatever it is that they want to achieve. And we try to do that by working with them and helping them improve their processes. And that's what we're all about. And that's what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And coming from a now nearly two decades of uh, working in fixed price scenarios, uh, I've got the scar tissue to prove that I found many ways how not to do it. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can bring to our customers, uh, showing them around our pragmatic ways. And yeah, that's what we do. Awesome, thank you. So next we have Sam Taggart from Colorado, USA. Sam runs SAS Workshops. Uh, Sam's a big contributor to the LabVIEW community with plenty of great presentations and um, forum posts and training workshops. And I'm um, in particular inspired by his passion for his philosophy on coding. Um, He's also a LabVIEW champion. Sam, great to have you here. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Can you tell us a bit about SAS? What's, What's the purpose of SAS? Yeah, so uh, it started out as just me doing consulting work, but uh, lately I've realized that the best way uh, for me to have an impact is to empower developers by uh, teaching them the technical tools that are needed in order to make agile software development work. So there's a lot of focus on the project management side, but you also need some technical skills in order to be able to deliver working code every two weeks. So uh, we have a variety of workshops and classes on those technical skills like unit testing, uh, we do Fab's DQMH workshop. I'm working on some stuff on Git and continuous integration, a few other things. And then we also have a mastermind group that gets together every uh, two weeks where we get together and discuss some LabVIEW stuff. And then we also do some individual coaching. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. So next we have Matthias Bordeaux, based in Quebec, Canada. Uh, Matthias is also a LabVIEW champion. 
is the current or the former fastest LabVIEW programmer, Matthias? Yes, former. Um, and was in 2015. And uh, creator of the excellent LabVIEW applications deployment tool, BLT, which we personally use at Wired In. Matthias, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Chris. Really glad to be there. Yeah. Can you give us the, the spiel on Studio Bods? Uh, so StudioBuds, it's a small uh, alliance partner company uh, based in Quebec City, Canada. So we do a lot of uh, consulting uh, uh, locally here in Canada. So, you know, regular lab view consulting, automated test engine, instrumentation. Uh, we are also a little bit an, an alien in the lab view ecosystem, doing a lot of ERP software management, uh, management, uh, project management software for small companies in the construction area and uh, uh, and the other areas. Uh, so a lot of databases, you know, web, working with tablets, websites, uh, and uh, of course, focusing right. a lot of uh, encouraging and enforcing uh, software engineering uh, good practices uh, everywhere I go, of course, internally. And BLT is part of that, uh, uh, trying to uh, to give the tools to the community so they can uh, easily, uh, more easily uh, apply uh, good practicing, especially in deployment, software deployment and management. Brilliant. Thank you, Matthias. So finally, we have um, Olivia Jordan from WoverLab. Olivia's only just recently joined the DQMH Trust Advisors in the past 12 months. He's uh, based in France, east of Lyon, is it, Olivier? Um, in the uh, French Alps region? Yes. Olivia, also a LabVIEW champion. I'm very flattered today. I'm surrounded by LabVIEW champions. Uh, and he helps run the French Alps LabVIEW user group. Hello, Olivier. Hello, Chris. Talk to me about WoverLab. What, what, what does WoverLab offer? Uh, uh, just let me start with a, a bit of history because uh, I, I started my career at, at Safir in 2001, a company where I spent 17 years. Uh, there I learned LabVIEW. We worked on projects in teams of two to five developers, depending on, on project sizes and, and deadlines. I started from junior developer to finish as a leader of the technical team. And at that time, I realized that uh, I wasn't that good at managing a large team. I was too far from technical things. And uh, I had some discussion with friends of mine. Some uh, of them are here. Thank you again for the discussion we, we had two years ago. Uh, and, and, and so I decided to create Wobalab late in uh, 2018. So Wobalab is a one-person company so far. Uh, and its goal is to help engineers to, to add value to their expertise. Uh, in, in other words, uh, I know a bit of LabVIEW. I know a bit about how to manage a project with LabVIEW. Uh, and I think I'm able to understand uh, a bit of their field of work. So with these three things, uh, Wobalab is ready to help them tackle software pain points uh, of their work. We can help them with their architecture and developments. We can also uh, train them to be better LabVIEW developers. Uh, if they have a LabVIEW team or if they want to build one, we, we can help them find the best way, the best workflow to, to work uh, together in their business context. Thank you, Olivier. Now I'd like to go around again and just find out a bit more about everybody's DQMH story. So what I'm looking for here is, you know, what made you look for or settle on DQMH? You know, how did you discover DQMH? Um, you know, how long you use it or what, what problems does DQMH help you solve? And how does it help in contrast to not using such a framework? So why don't we start with you, Matthias? So, uh I discovered the QMH framework, I believe, because at StudioBots we do consulting for Delacor, who is, who is the creator of, uh, of the QMH. Uh, so uh, I joined on, uh, on some of their projects where they were already using uh, their framework. Uh, so this is really how I discovered and uh, learned how to use the QMH. And uh, at the same time, it, it's, uh, I'm lucky, at the same time I was 
evaluating different frameworks, really trying to look uh, for something to to standardize uh, our way to work and to develop LabVIEW uh, right. applications. Uh, so, you know, uh, definitely it was a good timing uh, because I really felt in love with DQMH. And for me, the, the biggest advantage is, uh, uh, is that uh, I'm able to standardize development of any kind of LabVIEW application and uh, still have any level of proficiency of LabVIEW developers uh, helping me with and working on those projects. Um, so I didn't have to look really far. Uh, DKMH really makes it for me. That's awesome. Um, how about you, Sam? So uh, I first heard about the DKMH when I saw Fab's presentation at NI Week. Uh, was that 2016? Does that sound about right? But which one was it? The decisions behind the designs. Yeah. Okay. So I saw that and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I'd heard about it before that, but I'd never really seen it. And then uh, not that long after that, I got this big project. And up until that point, I was rolling my own every project. And I was like, yeah, this can't go on. And I looked at the DQMH and the actor framework. And so I actually took like a week for each. And I started the project and saw how far I got and like what worked and didn't work and did like a really deep dive. And unfortunately for that project, I actually chose the actor framework for that particular project. But I really liked the DQMH. And uh, so then uh, I did a presentation on comparing the two because I took my experience and made this big presentation. And then I started talking to Fab a lot more. And uh, since then I've grown to like uh, the DQMH probably more than the actor framework. Uh, I, I like the fact that you can integrate it into any existing code uh, I like the fact that you can hand it off to a beginner and they're not completely lost. And I really do like the test-driven development approach where it like, kind of throws the tester in your face and forces you to like do things in a very incremental, methodical way. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was talking to Fab about this in the, in the last episode and it, it's more than just you know, a bunch of tools. It's sort of... It's like you've got Fabiola on your shoulder giving you a little gentle nudge going, now do a test. It's really powerful in that way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Olivier, can you share you know, your DQMH discovery? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I, I think the, the first time I heard about DQMH, probably it wasn't uh, still DQMH because uh, it was at, at the European CLA Summit in Paris. Yeah, uh, DQMH yet it was uh, it, it was really it was the beginning the, of the, yeah. the DQMH and, and uh, I think th I think it was in 2014 uh, and Fab made a presentation on how she transformed the NIQMH sample project uh, with the, the basis of the DQMH uh, as we we know it now uh, after that I, I, I continue to to see uh, different presentation uh, on DQMH at NI Week or on the web. And, and uh, at that time, uh, the company I was working for used uh, its internal framework. So I, I tried to make them switch to DQMH, but never succeeded to, to do that. Mm. Uh, even if Fabula tried to help me, but... Uh, uh, anyway, creating WebLab was the opportunity uh, to use DQMH for me. Uh, and uh, I use it for almost two years now, uh, and I have no regrets uh, at all. Uh, I know how difficult it is it to, to build a, a framework from zero. Uh, I would have been, uh, it, it would have been a, a nonsense to do it for, for WebLab. Uh, using for sure. DQMH, uh, yeah. Using DQMH allowed me first to, to start my activity uh, quickly. Uh, it was important for me uh, two years ago. Right. And se second, uh, to, to use a framework my customer can understand and work with. Sam and, uh, and Matthias uh, told, told it before. It's really important mm. to have a framework that every developer can work with. Adding feature to a module is easy. No need to know object-oriented programming or other high-level stuff. On the other hand, you, you can build complex architecture connecting modules. Uh, DQMH is already made for that, but uh, that requires more expertise. But DQMH is definitely the, the tool I need to work with my customers. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're right. I think even when I presented about that in 2014, there was, of course, no scripting, no automated tools. It was just the right. idea of communicating with events 
between modules. And I think the biggest discussion there was putting the queue inside the object, like hiding the queue and making it. Um, the worst part was that the my computer didn't work with the French system, <laughs> so I had to uh, use somebody else's uh. computer. And it was all slides, and I couldn't really show code. But still, I mean, and the funny part is that that uh, CLA summit, I was presenting an, about what would become DQMH. Uh, Dr. James Powell was presenting on what would become Messenger. And Stephen Loftus-Mercer was talking about of what would become Actor Framework. So those, those three... Uh, those three architectures were in development at the yeah. same time. So Olivia was on board even before uh, scripting was in. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Olivia. Jörg, tell us about your um, entry into DQMH. Yeah, I was. I had been working on sort of my own framework or together with a former associate of mine um, for yeah, nearly 10 years, I think. And for uh, undisclosed reasons, I had to um, stop using that old framework and find a new one when I was already in the middle of a project uh, and I, I had to deliver something, I think, within 10 days from that, well, 14 days, I, I can't remember exactly. It was in the Easter holidays in 2017. And I, I said, okay, let's sit down for 24 hours and look what's out there. And I, I tried to evaluate uh, Messenger Library. I looked at two other not so well-known frameworks and also DQMH. And due to the fact that I'm close to Chris Roebuck and he had been working with uh, Delaco for some time, I thought that probably that would be like the way to go and hit the ground running. And uh, yeah. then Fab came to the rescue and answered my emails that I was sending like at all sorts of times, day and night. <laughs> And I, we, I can say, we managed to show something to the customer within 10 days, a real-time application using Profinet communication and visualizing stuff and whatnot. Uh, even awesome. even uh, when we were tripping over a LabVIEW bug that, uh, like that, um, that broke DQMH when running on Linux real-time and having the embedded UI enabled, and I don't know... Uh, all sorts of things were happening and still we were successful. So after those 10 days, I, I already knew that it was something good. And uh, honestly, awesome. I've, I'm saying that I have never looked back is just the biggest, biggest understatement uh, that's out there. Especially seeing as I had started to work with like more in teams and less than uh, as a, as a yeah, single developer, I already had felt the pain with the old framework and with... Uh, all the things that were missing there in terms of documentation and the strict API and, and all the things that I love now. Uh, and right now, DQMH is the best tool out there for us. Uh, no doubt about that. And as you said, it's my hammer. And uh, this is controversial, but I like having a hammer and trying to figure out what is a nail out there. Uh, I think it's a good way to go yeah. for a consulting company as ours. And it's great. Thanks, Fab. Got lucky because back then uh, we were having a customer in Australia and a customer in Europe. So that meant that I was waking up really early to help the customers in Europe. And I was waking, uh, working really late to help the customer in Australia. So he would send me, he was like, do you ever sleep? I'm like, well, <laughs> I try. But it was, it was a weird uh, work schedule that I had that time where I would take a nap during the day. So for yeah. for York was like you're always replying. I'm like you just got lucky that <laughs> it was in <laughs> if it had been a different week of the year, I probably would have not answered all the questions that uh, immediately. Yes. So it's good timing. Yeah. So for I guess for for me for at, at Wide In uh, we discovered it about four years ago, and we were coming off the back of the biggest project we'd done today usual story i'd cobbled together my own sort of framework which you know i thought was holding up okay but as soon as the customer started coming back with some left field requests um you know and changes all of a sudden the code the the the, the, the architecture started to look real fragile i said all right let's let's try and address these issues i picked dqmh mainly because the, the the team of developers I had working with me were were pretty 
new um, and inexperienced, uh, certainly relative to now. And so we said, look, let's go with DQMH. We don't need to know object oriented right now. And yeah, and it just allowed us, it just addressed so many of the, the issues I was having. Hey, um, thanks everyone for um, sharing your background there. I was wondering if everyone could give us, tell us their one favorite feature of DQMH. What's your favorite feature and what is the net result out slash outcome or benefit of this DQMH feature? Let's, let's go around and, and talk about your favorite feature. Sam, can we start with you? Uh, yeah, so my favorite feature, uh, it's hard to name just one, there are a lot. Uh, it's more of a general thing, and that is just the speed with which you can get stuff up and running. You know, the fact that it runs right out of the box is nice. The fact that you've got the scripting tools and so making messages is really quick and easy. And then the fact that you can have templates to just kind of have a starting point. So all of that just for rapid prototyping, it's just pretty amazing. I totally agree with that. Olivier, what about you? Yeah, I, I agree with Sam. Uh, it's difficult to to just pick one feature as the uh, the preferred one, but I would say that testing capabilities is my favorite feature. As far as I work with developers with different programming skill levels, having tester for each module is a great benefit. Uh, as we said before, the the framework is just. It always led you to to the tester when you had a, a new uh, a new event. Yes. So you 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 can't say, uh, oh, I forget to to keep my tester working. Six months ago, I, I worked with a team uh, of three or four developers that uh, never used the DQMatch before, and uh, we really uh, we are we've been really successful to to work with the the framework because we have the tester and it was you you make this module you test it before we integrate it in the the whole uh, application and it worked very well and as far as i know uh, fab yes. you you can correct me if i'm wrong but uh, i think dqmh is the only framework or at least the first one to push uh, this philosophy that way and i, I really like that yeah, uh, definitely agree with that, Olivier. Jörg, what about you? Um, I think my favorite feature is, as I said before, the API. The fact that it's just where you expect it to be. There is one place to look for if you're wondering how to use that module. It has a set of VIs. Those VIs, they have at least the API, hopefully with uh, like names, for the controls, it makes sense. The uh, scripting or the, the dialogues that come with DQMH help you with uh, entering documentation while you're creating your new events. So there's no better point in time than when you are creating the, the event or the request uh, for putting in the information about what you're trying to achieve with that thing. So if and when you're finished with your module and you give it to somebody else, it automatically and inherently comes with the documented and, and strict API that's telling you how to use the module. And I think that's invaluable for working in teams, especially in small teams where you don't have yeah. the resources and the times to, to have like to put much energy into documentation that's not part of the development process. Um, maybe you don't have so much time in onboarding people and showing them around all of the modules they already have. Um, and it makes it so much easier to work in teams and share code between uh, different developers. Yeah. Uh, Matthias, can you share your favorite feature? Uh, yeah, probably along uh, with the same lines to, to Sam and, and, and Olivier, but you know, as, as a former uh, fastest lab view, world lab view developer, when people uh, hire me or hire studio bots, they, they expect the work to be done uh, quicker. I even received some <laughs> intriguing yes. calls. Oh, we, we don't know you. We want the faster. You are the faster. Yeah. Okay. We, 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 we hire you. So for me, the scripting definitely is, is the feature that uh, makes me capable to realize uh, large projects uh, very quickly. Uh, that's the, right. the biggest advantage I can see in, in my company is, is the speed of working with the QMH and also creating uh, uh, creating the templates directly from your modules is, is an awesome feature. 
And what is really nice with uh, yeah. DKMH is that you get new features. You can make feature, feature requests on the on the awesome DKMH community on NI forums, and uh, the 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 most uh, interesting features, the most voted features, get implemented. So the day uh, I saw that I was able to define my broadcast arguments at the time I create my my events, uh, it was again a really nice addition that makes me uh, write LabVIEW code uh, even even faster. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Matthias. Now, Fab, as a user, what's your favorite feature of DQMH? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking the whole, you know, you guys have started talking, it's really hard to tell, but I think it is the API tester. Um, I think the, the part where I spend the most time is, is it's like um, uh, that quote, uh, Sam, for one, from one of the books, I think it's from uh, Code Complete, that says that you spend one uh, one time writing, but you spend more time reading your code. I think you spend more mm. time on, on the API tester, uh, especially if you're working with hardware, right? It's like you write the whole communication once, and then you spend the whole time connecting, disconnecting, making sure that things work, and it's always the API tester. And um, when, I mean, we do a lot of unit testing and stuff, but when you have to do integration testing, you, the API tester is, I think, the best, uh, the best uh, tool. So that's and that's one that it was really hard at the beginning to transmit how important it was. Uh, it doesn't happen anymore. But when I started, and um, and people would hire me to for coaching sessions and helping them get started with DQH, the amount of times we would share screens and the API tester would not be there, like they would delete it. From this. Or broken. Uh, yeah, or broken. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Well, he's like, I didn't understand why he was there. Uh, so that was like, okay, so let's start with that. Um, so that was one of the first things that I would teach people. The other one was the other one that I would see with people uh, getting up to speed with DTMH would be that they would start creating all the events and not run the API tester, not even once. And, and I would be like, no, what are you doing? The whole idea is you implement one thing. And uh, and a typical example would be a logger, a uh, data logger, right? They would be like, well, but I cannot create the file because I haven't created the function to close it. I'm like, you're debugging, you are, you know, you're just starting. It's okay if the reference for the file stays open, you're just testing that when you create the file, mm. the file is in there. Um, so that was very interesting to realize that, like uh, Olivia said, I was not only providing uh, a framework, but a philosophy of uh, how to code. And I'm yeah. very, very much about the test as you go and, and, uh, and have, those, have a way of running those tests when you're in production. And that, I think I, I said it on the last time we met, it, it comes from projects I worked on where they had really tough deadlines and we would be working until three, four in the morning. And I would have to troubleshoot by myself at three in the morning, connected to a piece of hardware and uh, multiple things running in parallel. And the best way to do it was with API testers. So that's uh, that would be the thing is like, every, every framework after those projects that I worked on had API testers. So yeah, API tester is my favorite. Great, thank you. Thanks everyone. So I'm wondering if we could divert our discussion a little bit now to talking about frameworks in general. DQMH is a framework, uh, active, there's active framework, there's a, there's a handful of others, JKI and things. I guess I'm, I'm always still curious about how does DQMH compare with these other frameworks or when would you pick one over the other? And I think, you know, they're all sort of there to solve a a lot of common problems um, and it really just comes down to your, your personal preferences. But I just wanted to open up the discussion with everybody about frameworks. You know, what, what are the best application types for DQMH? Why use a framework at all? How does DQMH compare with other frameworks? How should one determine the right framework? A, a lot of people are, are talking about the solid principles how does DQMH stack up against, you know, the, the solid principles? Yeah, I'm just going to open the floor here. Would anyone like to comment on, on frameworks? Oh, I was just going to say that I had a presentation where I kind of dove into all the different things to look at. I mean, 
from my point of view, from what I've seen, all of them seem to solve the similar problem of having things running in parallel and having the communication work and being able to shut things down and things shut down orderly and all of those type of problems. So I, I think from that point of view, they're all somewhat equal. I think DQMH, Fab always talks about developer experience, and I think that's the reason for me to pick DQMH because it just, you know, it's a pleasure to work with. Uh, you know, yeah, that's my... I mean, pick the one that solves your problem and that you like and enjoy, and that's it for me. So I haven't really seen yeah, any problems that I can't can't do with the DQMH that I would want to do something else. So, um, yeah. Maybe also when you, when it's time to pick a framework, look at uh, uh, at the community, how the community is active out there. So DQMH has a good community. There is a good community for okay. actor framework as well. So make sure you can get support, see how fast the, the, the people uh, reply and how diversified maybe uh, the the, the are the people that uh, that uh, answers on those forums that that might be a good uh, a, a good thing Defi definitely for the QMH uh, uh, we are all active on the DQMH forums and uh, uh, obviously a lot of other DQMH users that that are not especially trusted advisors uh, are very active on the on the forums on the DQMH forums mm -hmm. so it's always really nice to see that if you can get it by yourself you 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 can get help quickly and efficiently yeah definitely the community is a big factor i believe Jörg, what's your thoughts on on the framework discussion <laughs> well i think the word framework says it all so if you don't want to build something from the ground up or if you want to be quicker when building something new you should use a framework um, the other thing is that DQMH at the same time comes with templates, or maybe you can even call it a template, it comes with philosophy. Um, so all of these things help with getting things done quicker, I guess, uh, making it easier when you're working with uh, in groups of people, with teams. And for DQMH and some of the others, um, another fact is that uh, your customers will be more independent of you as a supplier, which um, is a good thing uh, in my book, because I can tell my customers, listen, if if we decide to, if we don't have time for you, or if there's anything else going going uh, wrong, there are many people out there proficient with DQMH, and it's free. Um, that's important to say as well. Um, but you can still get your commercial license if your company rules uh, require that. Yes. So there's uh, so much flexibility and uh, independence that comes with using a well-established framework like DQMH, I think. Yeah. And um, the fact that, uh, I don't know, thousands of people are using it, uh, very clever ones, uh, people much more proficient in software developing than we are ourselves, uh, makes us rest easy because we know the probability is very high that... Uh, the well at least the worst kinks have been ironed out long ago yeah um, which doesn't stop us from running into problems every now and then uh, of course um, but i think that's um that's um the ones the 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 explorers that go in front of the track are the ones that get hit with the arrows isn't that something that you said Fab? yeah the pioneers you get the arrows on the back and the hatchets on the front sorry matthias yeah, yeah. <laughs> So sometimes that happens. Um, at least we yeah. can then write it off to a community service to have found something that uh, we can be a part of solving them. But uh, as I said, for the day-to-day -day business, that's not that's not a thing really. I think, and we can rely on this well-established, well-proven, well-tested uh, mm. tool that we have in our hands. Yeah, you, you, we're standing on the the shoulders of giants, is the is how I like to put it. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we're you know we're a small child. Fab's, yeah, Fab's gone and done all the, the hard work. Fab and her team, <laughs> and and we um we can we can go that extra level because of it. Uh, Olivia, you got? Do you have any thoughts there? Jorge spent so much time with Darren Matter. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there you go, Olivia. 
Yeah, if we we talk about framework, I, I, I agree with the with your argument that uh, at at this time uh, now you have a, a choice for uh, I think three, four, or five framework uh, in the community public framework. So the the first point for me it's don't start from zero. Choose a framework that works for you, DQMH or another another one, but Agreed. don't reinvent the, the, the wheel. Uh, six months ago, I, I, I was talking with a customer about a, a project uh, and uh, architecture he, he just uh, tried to implement. And uh, the first question I, I asked is, was uh, which framework are you going to use? And uh, he told me, mm. I'm going to, to start from zero because I want to understand everything. No, I think uh, we need to, to work on the, the thing we know and uh, uh, communicating with different parts of the code is not something really valuable for us. We, we are experts on other stuff and you can rely now. Uh, five years ago, it, it was probably not that true, but now you have frameworks to, to do this part of the job. Don't reinvent yeah. the, the wheel. I think yeah. uh, the best place to use a framework is when you have things running in parallel and they're going to be going at different rates and they're not synchronous and you have to be dealing with all those things in parallel. Uh, now, one thing that stops some people from looking into frameworks is that um, they have the VI and you know that I like to make the quotes on the air, where they feel like they're already addressing the parallelism by having multiple loops in parallel in their block diagram. And mm. <laughs> I see Sam like scratching his face, but it's uh, it's just like that's the typical. And I've and I've uh, realized that it is harder to get through to those people uh, the, because their program is working and it's running and it's solving the problems they have. It is when they're yeah. trying to add new features, it is when they're trying to debug that they're struggling, uh, but sometimes that's why they don't want to change because that's what they know and that that, that works. Um, so one of the things that I've been finding out is explaining why you would want to modularize things, like in actor framework yeah. for different actors, in DQMH you go for different modules. And the, and the main reason is is the testability, the being able to isolate one item and then just test it on its own to see why it's not working. And the easiest thing for people out there that are not using DQMH yet or no framework and they still have the VI is to start looking at items on their front panel. Um, the typical one is having a tab control and uh, each one of those right. features more than likely could be a separate module instead of being uh, everything on the same BI. Um, another typical one is elements on your user interface that have a lot of user interface code that is really not related to what you're doing. So a typical would be a multi-column list box or a table. Those are typical uh, controls that require property nodes and, and methods and invoke nodes and events all over the place modularizing that and taking it into something uh, and, and then you can reuse that because some of the aspects that you're going to have. So I think it's 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 parallelization, uh, modularizing, and then the last thing would be the working in teams. Um, more and more LabVIEW programmers are not working by themselves. And if right. you want to work in a team, it's a lot easier if each one of those tabs is a separate module that each one can work on separate than if they're all in the same VI. Um, and then, of course, I need to yeah, do the plug yeah. for the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's on chapter five. And actually, Sam uh, helped me review that 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 chapter because I, I used a, a lot of the um, discussions that he had on his presentation uh, for how to yeah. choose a framework and why to choose a framework. But yeah, that's, uh, you know, there's some good reasons there for, for frameworks and you're standing on the back of giants and and not starting from scratch, modularizing, and you know going with something that's well tested and well used and well supported in the community. So let's let's talk about 
the DKMH Trusted Advisors program. Guys, what does it mean to be part of the DKMH Trusted Advisors? What what does it mean for also for the DKMH community? Um, how do they benefit? And and Fab, how does Delacor benefit from the DKMH Trusted Advisors? I get asked a lot, why is it that Delacor is a small company? Why don't I have you know a large building and lots of employees and and all that stuff? And and you guys have heard my answer before. Uh, I feel that I do have the mental capacity to have a larger company, but I don't have the mental health or I do have the mental health and I want to preserve it. Uh, I really enjoy <laughs> getting my hands dirty and still be able to code and work on um, the behind the scenes of what's going on on DKMH. And uh, having to grow would mean hiring more people Then it would mean becoming more of a manager or hiring a CEO and me being the CTO and both of those options are not things that I'm interested in. Mm. So uh, I try. I started thinking about how I could grow without uh, or how Delacorte could grow and how we could support more people without actually us growing. And these actually came from a lot of discussions with Jörg even before the thing came because like for example Jörg is very interested in growing his company, his brand and and I was like, you know, seeing, you know, there's that interest on 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 him, and I could help on uh, empowering him on behind the scenes with having the tools that he needs to onboard people. And uh, and I started thinking more about it. The other the other aspect was uh, talking to a customer, a larger customer uh, that wanted support in different areas of the globe. And they, their main concern about going with DQMH was like, what happens? And I don't know why they always say this. What happens if you get run over by a bus? It's like, why don't you set your vacation, you know, win the lottery, go to an island? Anyway, um, so that all of those ideas came together in, in finding other companies that we could certify or, or somehow recognize as as the trusted advisors make it more official for example the work that that matthias has done with us um and how he could help other uh, uh companies do it so that's that's where it came from it was it was an, an option to grow uh have more reach and also it is an assurance for customers uh, like Olivier had that uh, discussion with one of his customers. It was like, look, it's not just Delacour. There's all these companies and they're all in different parts of the world. Mm. So you're not just uh, relying on a small company in Austin. It's all these other people that can help you out if, if you are in a pickle. So so that was, uh, yeah, that was the origin story. Okay. Can anyone else, would they like to chime in on, on what the DQMH Trust Advisors means for them and, and the DQMH community in general? For, for, for us, it's really, uh, uh, I mean, there are several, uh, several points, but uh, it's also a collaboration between all the DQMH Trusted Advisors. We have uh, regular meetings, at least quarterly meetings. So uh, we regularly, uh, we have Slack channels, so we are always in in contact, so we work in different companies, different countries, different areas, uh, but uh, we are also friends and kind of partners and we, we can collaborate, give uh, each other's uh, ideas, feedback, uh, issues we had to face and uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to, uh, to have all those different uh, point of views and, uh, and return of experience. Um, also, one of the, the interesting points, it's, it's more selfish maybe, but <laughs> uh, being able to influence the roadmap uh, of DQMH is, is, is a big point because the, the, uh, we have maybe a, a word that Delacour is willing to, to hear more easily as DQMH trusted advisors when it comes to, to, uh, to suggest new features and, and say what, why it is important for us and our customers. And um, also being right. a DQMH yeah. trusted advisor gives, a, gives us more credibility, more visibility. Uh, uh, Delacor uh, displays, you know, our logo, uh, uh, talk, mm. talk about us. And uh, when you have a local customer looking for DQMH help, who, who could be better than a local DQMH trusted advisors? Mm. Yeah, we certainly have good coverage now. I mean, we've got... Uh, you know, Jörg and, and Olivia in, in Europe, Fab and Sam in, in the US and Matthias and Cyril with Neosoft in, in Canada. And then 
wide in Australia. So you're getting some good coverage there, Fab. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Jörg, did you have any thoughts on, on what it means to be a DKMH Trusted Advisor? I have a really bad case of FOMO, of fear of missing out. So uh, <laughs> I just need to be there, right? Uh, because there could be <laughs> something going on, then I want to miss that. Um, but seriously, I think uh, the thing that I value the most is um, having access to to this group and also to Delacour um, for support, but probably more for um, discussions and, and questions that are not specific to one single problem that I'm having, but rather hearing other people's opinion who are also very proficient with, with all of this. And then uh, I think, like Matthias said, maybe having a, a head start um, entering feature requests and, and voting on mm. them. Uh, that's very valuable too. And um, I remember I was so happy when I the first feature request uh, was granted, um, the, the little <laughs> broadcast icons on the broadcast VIs. Uh, of course, that helps with the daily work, but also it's uh, depreciation, I think, that, that, I, that I enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you use that in it when when you were having a first meeting with a customer. You show them where you requested for the feature and when the feature was granted to show them that you had an in with Alicor. Yeah, definitely. It's an asset. Uh, I mean, definitely an asset. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when, when Fab started the, the Trusted Advisors, how long has it been? Two years now? I think it, very early on, we set up, you set up the 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 little internal forum and created a feature request section and everyone had been quiet up until this point but I had a couple of ideas and I just bombarded everyone one day with about eight ideas and went here we go <laughs> here's here's some feature requests and the, the the speed at which some of those were addressed made me think wow that, that's just paid for itself straight away being part of this and then maybe a few months later Jurg said hey let's start a slack channel and um, that's just I think that's really helped glue us all together and keep us in, in regular contact. And um, I certainly enjoy always keeping in touch with everyone through the Slack channel and, and hearing what everyone's challenges are and, and how they're do it, trying things and doing things. And, and it's a great sounding board for ways of going about things too. Yeah, that's been a huge benefit. Does anyone want to comment on, on the DQMH community and how we can help the community? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think the forums are very active there's a lot of discussion on the ni forum about uh ni or about uh dqmh stuff and uh i definitely notice everybody else answering a lot of questions on there too so i do notice thank you so much because at the beginning it was always me just answering questions with my big thumbs of text um, <laughs> so, um but but I appreciate so much that I now I go in and I'm like oh I know the answer to this and then I go down and it's like Chris already answered and Jörg already <laughs> Olivia and I'm like okay yeah, kudos kudos kudos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, at that at that point for me the community uh, I, I have a, an anecdote because uh, a customer of mine uh, asked me a question I give him my answer and uh, after that he posts. The question in the forum, and then the the reply was the same than me. But yeah. he, but he had a reply in the day, and uh, it, yeah. it was really uh, yeah great to have this kind of support for a free tool. It's better than some paid tools, I, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've always really been impressed with the the NI forums in general. I mean, I mean, it's gotten me out of a bind many a time. I've always wondered how can I give back to the community. I can answer most of those questions, and um, so that's my community callings, so to speak. I can I can go in there and and feel like I can contribute. Fab, let's let's talk about the the latest thing in the DQMH forum, the um, the idea exchange. Oh yeah, that was that was uh, that was Darren Nanninger. One day I was talking to him and I was telling him how uh, hard it was to keep up with the way we were doing the feature requests. Uh, I mean, the way we started it was great, uh, 
but it was getting really hard for me to go back and see which ones were not implemented, for people to know where to vote. Then there was the whole thing about discussions being done there instead of just the feature request. He said, why don't you just ask for an idea exchange? Like, mm -hmm. that's a feature in the forums. And I was like, yeah, but it's all NI products. So I didn't really think that we were going to get it. But I yeah. sent uh, I sent a request and they said, yeah, I mean, your forum is one of the most visited. So um, yeah, of course we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grant that, and uh, and it's great. It was it was granted and implemented pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is that when they implemented it, they didn't give me the option of actually accepting uh, uh, ideas. So it was just putting ideas in there, and yeah. uh, and I did I did not call it an idea exchange. We call it the DQMH feature request because I figure that yeah. people were going to be searching for that, that they were not going to be doing a search for DQMH ID exchange, they were going to be doing a search for DQMH feature request. Um, so that's why we mm. put that in. I think feature request is, is just as just as good anyway. It explains what, what you're after anyway, isn't it? And then, and then, of course, Darren, as soon as that got implemented, he went and migrated all his feature requests uh, into the ID exchange. So, uh, uh, you know, Probably it's only going to be Darren's ideas if you guys don't migrate your ideas there. <laughs> yeah. And 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 if if the if the listener hasn't seen this yet, I encourage you to get over there and and um, take a look. Uh, add add any feature requests and kudo any good existing ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know the DKMH community certainly is alive and, and vibrant, um, and and it, and I certainly enjoy being part of it. Jörg, can you t tell us a bit about? Your DQMH templates, you know, at the moment, I think you're really the only one that has some some open source templates. What are your what are your thoughts about that? And you know, do you have a vision for you know how that can be improved? Um, so we're big believers in inner source, and um, we want to apply that to our customer projects. We do apply it to our customer projects. So uh, for those of the listeners not familiar with it, um, inner source is. Uh, the use of open source software development best practices and tools and processes and applying them to your own organization. And it's the same for our customer projects. I think that we want to work together using all of those open source processes and, and ways of working. And uh, we live that and, and we, I think we, we walk the talk and by opening up our own code to the public and, and sharing it for free, uh, we make sure that we stay on top of the tools and the processes that are needed for that, actually. And it was a big, a steep learning curve for us as well. And the other thing yeah. is that we pay back to to, to the community, uh, much like you said before, I think. Um, uh, we're benefiting so much and profiting so much off of all those people out there. And this is uh, one way of yeah, giving back to the community, probably also paying it forward, I guess. Um, we do have a, a very uh, small number of uh, contributors uh, in the single digit range, um, but still it is working. It is, there is something going on um, and that that is fun too. And uh, maybe we can yeah benefit off of something that somebody else contributes. We have already actually, so uh, one mm. of the modules we share uh, for, we call it generic networking, uh, which is um, connecting DQMH modules via the network. And somebody came and said, well, uh, TCP is fine, but we would need UDP. And I said, well, just go along and implement it. And um, um, we're going to try and help you. And he just did that and pushed it back. And yeah, we great. merged it. And now yeah. we have uh, a way to, to forward broadcast over the network. And uh, that's nice, I think. That's the power of community, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm, I'm eyeing off that um, generic network template for a project that's in the Pipeworks too. You'd be good, pleased to know. Cool, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I just thought I'd sort of wrap things up with a final thought about the future and how we see how we see DQMH growing or what future problems do you think DQMH will be able to solve and, and how, you know, DQMH can be extended. Now, I know a, a couple of us here have some tools or ways that they're extending DQMH and I'm certainly looking forward to exploring those um, in, in later episodes. Olivier, why don't we start with you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about Antidoc? 
yeah yeah i'm i'm glad to to to, to talk about this tool uh, the framework allow you to to standardize your development so uh, the idea with antidoc is to generate the documentation of your project based on the dqmh event and modules and relationship between these different modules so i hope that uh, the first version of antidoc uh, will be soon released and uh, it will allow you to generate the documentation uh, a nice pdf with a lot of value in the documentation not just only the this vi description but graph with links between uh, modules so i hope it will be really helping people to have good documentation and update up-to-date documentation of the LiveView project and as york said it's an it's an open source project and uh, I, I had the, the help of uh, Cyril uh, on the graph part yeah. and uh, I think uh, it's quite a good first uh, version of the, the product uh, we are going to release uh, in the next days. Yeah. That we're going to be talking about that more in the future, but it is awesome. And it works also a little bit for uh, troubleshooting and onboarding people. And we also used it, uh, uh, the latest uh, use of it was to review Neosoft's application to be a yes. trusted advisor. So we were able to feed their application to anti, uh, Antidoc and then right, right. Uh, get, to, get to see how the application was working. So I know that's going to help a lot when we get calls from customers saying, hey, I have a DQMH project and I need help with a new feature and the person who did it is no longer available. Um, yeah. I know that's going to be very helpful. So check it out. Um, so it's called Antidoc and it's available on VIPM. Sam, what sort of future problems do you see DQMH solving? Where, where do you think? Where to next? Do you think? Uh, well, for me personally, I'm using it right now. Uh, I'm building up a continuous integration tool, so I think one of the things in LabView, I feel like we've breached the hurdle on source code control. Right, everybody's using source code control now. I feel like mm. unit testing, we're getting close. I feel like continuous integration is the next hurdle after unit testing to get people on board with. So uh, I don't know that it has a lot to do with DQMH other than I'm using DQMH to build the tool, but yeah, I think that's the next big thing. So yeah, it's just the maturity of the um, of the software development and LabVIEW development community, isn't it? Jörg, what future problems do you see yourself solving with DQMH? I think the same ones that we're solving right now, more or less, just in more elegant, um, more efficient um, ways, probably, hopefully, at least. Um, I, I do hope that I will be working internally and externally with bigger teams in the future. So I have even more need to, to have a reliable tool to work with, just as everybody said throughout this meeting. Uh, this is for sure, and it will help. DKMH will help with, with growing our teams. And Probably um, adding to what Sam said, I can see potential for um, tying continuous integration tighter to our projects. Uh, I don't know in which ways yet, mm. so this is more something to be um, discussed and discovered. But we're having our, our, our uh, set of tools that we, we've been using for quite some time now for continuous integration. And I can totally see uh, adding to them in, in ways that DQMH will be helpful with, um, as I said, tying the automated processes with DQMH tighter and tighter. Um, documentation being one of them. Um, thanks, Olivier, again, um, for making your tool open source. I can't remember when it was that we started off this journey. Uh, we started off together, but then you just walked away alone, basically. Uh, you just yeah, took the lead. It was one year ago. We, we discussed about it uh, in Birmingham yeah. at the last GDEFCON. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've used one of the very early versions of, of Antidoc when it was still called differently, I think, uh, and integrated that into our uh, release information tools, as we call them. 
And we've been generating, generating documentation ever since. And uh, this is awesome. And uh, I bet there are many yeah. more ways to, to leverage, uh, to make pivotal leverage of whatever NI talk would follow here. I don't have a bingo card. <laughs> I don't have it today. I'm not using a bingo card, so. <laughs> no, but long story short, I think there will be many, many more hooks and uh, things to tie or to tap into with EQMH that will be helpful for us one way or another. Yep, thanks, Jörg. And um, Fab, what, 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 do you have any thoughts on the future? I have Matthias talk about his because I'm, I, I'm, I was expecting to tie it into onto his. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean... Uh, you know, with the recent release of uh, LabVIEW and XG, uh, so definitely, I, I believe one of the next step of TQMH will be also to port to NXG as soon as the uh, scripting and what need what is needed for TQMH uh, will be available mm. in the in the ID. Um, but we already use uh, LabVIEW and XG for web development a lot. We we implemented several projects for customers using LabVIEW and NXG to develop web VIs. Um, I also prototyped yeah. uh, G Central. Maybe you heard about G Central, uh, 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 a central location to get uh, LabVIEW, LabVIEW code, LabVIEW APIs. Uh, so I'm back to using yeah. NIQMH for uh, LabVIEW and NXG. So I would love to see uh, DQMH to be ported over LabVIEW and NXG to, to be uh, uh, more proficient with, uh, with NXG. So that was not what I was expecting Matthias to say. <laughs> Matthias, <laughs> uh, StudioBots has been using DQMH for their next version of uh, VLT. And uh, how many DQMH modules you have? Oh, uh, close to 80. And then there's... Wow. And then there's one of his clonable modules is capable of creating, splitting, um, how fast did you, did you create clonable modules on that thing? Uh, it was uh, creating, trying to create uh, uh, 1,000 uh, modules uh, at the same time, simul simultaneously, uh, start and close as fast as possible, 1,000 1, uh, simultaneous modules to under large web traffic. So he's wow. that application. That's what. Um, anytime we have a new version or a better version, I'm like, Matthias, please, can you can you try uh, your your modules? Can you validate them and make them be the latest version of DQMH? And he has uh, several batteries of tests uh, besides what we already have internally at Delacore. That's very um, thorough. But the the thing I don't like about his is that it's a real product uh, product. And he uses that many DQMH modules, and and he's able to test them. So, mm. um, so I uh, I'm glad, like Jorg mentioned earlier, that some of the times you guys are the ones that find the bugs. So, and the reason, I mean, I'm not glad that you have to go through that pain, but it's a lot more straightforward for us to share code and be able to work together on finding the solution than it would be if somebody outside of this group uh, finds it. Um, and it is like applications like that. So my hope for the future is that we're able to keep that relationship among all of ourselves so we can continue to make it better for everyone. And that I sure. like earlier that Delacore can continue to create tools to empower you guys. Um, so you can continue to, to, to grow your own companies and your own mm -hmm. offerings. And, uh, and then in regards to NXG, yeah. Uh, I mean, as soon as NXG has a scripting, uh, for anybody out there, I have been assured by NI that eventually DQMH modules, the code itself, will be able to be migrated to NXG. But uh, like you guys said earlier, a lot of people use DQMH because of the scripting tools, not because of the architecture. So we need to right. be, make sure that we do have those scripting tools on NXG. So we have to wait for scripting. And we want a scripting in G, um, meaning programming uh, graphic. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I yeah, hopefully it'll, you know, in a year or two, we'll see something in that area change in NXG and, um, yeah, then all the power to us. The, my, my comment I wanted to make in terms of the future is um, there's some development going on in OpenGDS uh, where um, uh, Mikhail um, 
is uh, experimenting f- for us with creating DQMH module diagrams. So when you're going in and designing your project at the beginning, um, you, you know you can draw your your application, so to speak. Um, and you know, there's that, that's still very early days, but that looks exciting, and, and you'll hear more about that once um, we we actually get something up and going. You know, that's sort of the front end of the project, and and I guess what what Olivier's got with Antidoc is sort of the back end. So we're starting to cover a lot of the phases of the project, which is really nice. And one um, of the here that you guys uh, requested that we're working on is the finding. Uh, broadcasts where we're handling broadcasts, right? Being able to find uh, DKMH right. and you guys have uh, some early code uh, that we sent your way to try out. So that's coming. So between the diagrams from Antidoc, the uh, OpenGDS, and being able to find where you have uh, broadcasts, I think uh, we're going to have a very complete um, picture. And the best part of all these tools is that they do not go stale because they get automatically generated. And I think that's mm. that's the best part of all. So if we can, you know, we can continue to make the DQMH um, tools there available so we can all automate what can be automated and, and, and leave more, more room for us to focus on the things that we are experts on. I think that will be awesome. Well, look, everybody, we're going to close it up now. Thank you, everyone, for participating in our episode today. I think um, the DQMH Trusted Advisors is a great initiative by Fabiola, and I certainly really love being part of it. And I think it it helps the DQMH community and, and, the, and what DQMH is all about. So thank you all for, for participating today. Thanks, Thank, you Thank, Thank you to Olivia and York for staying up so late. Thank you to Chris for waking up so early. <laughs> this, is always, this is always a challenge with uh, getting us all together. Um, but it's really nice to see you guys. And, and I'm really, really looking forward to being in the same room, hopefully, next year. Yeah. Yep. Same yeah. year. Yeah.